What's up? It's the Touchdown Hoedown. We're back in recorded form this week. We couldn't do the stream. My buddy, you can already see him on the screen. His name is John Gold JD. He's a cultured MFer who has to go to a show tomorrow, so we're recording it uh, Friday night. It'll be out Saturday. You're going to wait for it. What's up, new guy? I'm glad you're finding the channel. I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a high-limit DFS player who focuses on golf and football. And this is my dude, John Gold JD. And we're going to talk about the NFL slate. We already did our week-long preview earlier in the week. This is our final thoughts. Uh, before I introduce my dude, let me just go ahead and tell you. See this big-ass wheel right here? Yeah, you see that? We're going to do a couple Millie Maker drawings at the end. I can't do it right now. You'll leave, you mother father. So hang around. Maybe you'll like the cut of our jib. Without further ado, let's get going. John, how's it going tonight, you mother father? Awesome. I'm excited to break down these slates. Or break I mean, down the slate and break down these games. This is this is the first game all year, or the first slate all year where there's been a mega chalk game where I truly have FOMO. Where I'm like, I'm really scared to miss out on this one. All the other ones, I'm like, fuck it. I ain't scared of that game. When I see the Chiefs and the Bills, I tremble a little bit. I tremble. Yeah, I think pretty much the whole week comes down to what you're going to do with that game. I think uh, like that's the main decision point everyone needs to make before you start really doing anything else with your roster construction. Absolutely. 25% on quarterbacks is usually auto-fade, but I always say I won't play God himself at 25%, but there's one small problem. I think Josh Allen is God himself. So <laughs> I have to so reconsider. Good. I have to reconsider. All right, uh, contest selection, new guy. We always start with this because if you don't know, this is the first place that you were blowing money. Uh, John, uh, just looking through contests this week, did you see anything new or noticeable that was different uh, or any big shots? They uh, put the $500 milli instead of the 4K milli. Yeah. Um, so there's a 555 milli, but it's like a terrible structure. It's got a million dollars out of the 2.5 going to first. So. 40% to first. How about this? Get the fuck out of here. That's what I say to that. Yeah. Uh, any chance you're playing in the 4444? 200,000 to, nope. to first? I mean, it's a better structure, but not playing it. I agree. Uh, so what are some contests you are going to play in and why are you playing them? Let's just leave it at that because I bet we're going to have the I same answer. I play all of the three max and single entries less than $200. Like that 153 max mm -hmm. is really nice. The $100 single entries are nice. Um, there's like a $33 five max that's really nice uh, structure. Um, I play all those. And I play all the smaller stuff too, right? Like the $3 20 max is a good uh, structure tournament that doesn't break the bank. Yep. Um, and then I'm trying to debate if I'm going to 150 max this week. I've been getting slaughtered at 150 max. Um, chalk has like been smashing. I think we've like seen the last couple of weeks. I mean, your, your freaking um, cash lineup had 240 points last week. So I, <laughs> if that's not yeah. proof that the chalk is smashing, I don't know what is. And that, that's pretty much like, you know, you're going to have a bad time when your chalk lineup would have placed third in the spy. So like, I just didn't play those players in tournaments uh, for the most part, or like I played like one or two of them in tournament lineups. But um, like all the chalk pieces smashed, and so uh, it just was going to be a bad GPP week for me last week. It is what it is. At least I had a good cash lineup. I cashed, uh, I think it was 152 of 152 of my head-to-heads, which is pretty fucking incredible. The, the old 100% sweep of head-to-heads, never easy to do. Yeah. I think the biggest yeah, exactly. takeaway from contest selection this week is uh, you can't let contest selection and, six, and your success on a weekly basis uh, think that those two things are necessarily correlated, right? It could have just been that the chalk smashed that week or your stacks didn't hit or your lineups didn't hit. But if you're in good contest and you're making good solid lineups in the long run, playing a good contest will pay off in the long run, largely just by you paying less rake and being in more competitive contests and having real chances to finish high. That's my takeaway from it. Uh, we don't have to go into every contest if you just uh, – remember uh that rule uh weather for tomorrow uh have you seen any concerning weather uh that uh that that, that might make you not want to play any games i'm not seeing much here 
No, and the few games that I do like, I, I'm going to try to be pretty consolidated again this week. I think we talked about a lot of the a lot of other shows. I like to be pretty consolidated in the games that I do attack, um, and the games I do want to attack. I think they don't have any weather concerns that I've seen. Right. I have. I you know, like I have heard that uh, it's going to be great weather in the dome down there in New Orleans. Have you heard the same? I mean, it's always beautiful in a dome. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. So that makes me like it. Hey, new guy, while you're here, we're almost to 1,700 subscribers. We're going, we're growing fucking crazier than I would ever thought. Go drop a like and a sub. You can't help but notice there's no ads here, you mother father. I'll ask in return a like and a sub. Appreciate you, brother. All right, let's get to it. This is Run the Sims, the only site that John and I trust. Uh, it's the best tool-assisted site out there. We swear by it. We've been using it all year for showdown for week long. Uh, it's the best site out there. You can still go sign up for monthly or weekly. Use my code. Get 20% off. It's DGEN75, D-E-G-E. En seven five. All right, John. Let's just break these games down one by one. But I'm going to offer you something. You want to work backwards? We always start at the earliest games. You want to start at the late games and work backwards tonight? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense with the uh, just that big late hammer in the Buffalo KC game that's going to garner all the ownership. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to tell you why I think this game is the perfect storm, and you tell me if there's anything I'm missing. Right. Uh, first of all, you have two decently paced teams like they're they're definitely above average pace teams you have two incredibly talented quarterbacks running efficient offenses full of tons of weapons and a high over under with a lot riding on it right it's not like this is week 17 and you know like it's already clear who's going to get the buys and all that shit like there's a lot riding on this game and that is like the holy i don't even want to call that a holy trinity because i think i listed about eight things there so the the holy octinity um of reasons that you should play the shit out of this game did I miss it's a hard game to fade it's a super hard game to fade um Josh Allen has been like a 30 plus point machine in this season and last season uh the Chiefs have put up except for one game I think above 35 points every game Mm. um it's hard not to play this game I think it's easier to fade the Kansas City side because of how strong we've seen the Buffalo defense be um but also at the same time, it's going to be significantly lower owned. So, you know, if Mahomes, it looks like, I mean, the, the, I think these projections in terms of ownership is wrong. But so if Mahomes is going to be, let's call him 7% to uh, Josh Allen's 25% or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know that it's like three and a half or four times as likely that he gets there. So right. I don't know. I may be willing to consider playing the Mahomes side as a way to get access to a exciting game, but without eating a 25% owned Allen. So, so much of my brand is just fading chalk, right? Just assuming that the general public's fucking morons. And if they all agree on something, I'll just go the other way. And typically speaking, that has done me very well at golf, but I think at NFL football and at NBA, maybe other sports, but those are the ones I've played where like, you can't just be that ballsy. You can't just say, fuck the chalk. I'm never going to play it. Let these idiots do it because Josh Allen has such a safe, safe floor with what he can do with his legs, how efficient he is. And just the fast pace of play when he runs 60 or 70 plays in a game, it's just like the law of numbers that he has like a 15 to 20 point floor with probably 40 point upside. And when you have that, really the only fear you have with Josh Allen is, are you going to stack him with the correct guys? Because I do think you definitely got to stack him with one or two pass catchers. And the only thing you got to worry about with Josh Allen is, are you going to stack him with the wrong guys and you didn't and you didn't hit the stack? So now you're out on Josh Allen. Yeah, I think that's right. I think uh, like we saw last week, Allen, uh, you needed, I guess, technically the perfect stacks would have been Davis and Shakur, I guess. Um, and so 
Yeah, I, th- I think it's like really uh, interesting that offense. Everyone probably naturally wants to put Diggs in, but Diggs once you put Diggs and Allen in, you're like pretty constrained already in salary. Um, it is looking like Dawson Knox is going to be back, right, for the Bills. Uh, is he trending that way? I thought I'd saw he was limited in practice Thursday. I've been hearing that he's going to be back right now. Run the Sims has him in, but I, I guarantee he's going to be questionable. We're probably not going to know for sure until Saturday night, whenever Chef breaks some news, or we might just have to wait till ninety minutes before kick, which will really suck because this is an afternoon game. Um, now, what would be some low own pieces? The best way to get into these games. If you really want to double down on fuck the chalk, right? You really you're saying fuck Josh Allen. I'm not eating that chalk. Would you agree that the most clever thing you can do is go get a low owned piece of this game that kind of contradicts Josh Allen's success? Basically, I'm talking about like Devin Singletary, right? Because if Devin Singletary does well, a lot of the times that's going to be vulturing touchdowns from Josh Allen, unless of course he catches it from Josh Allen. So that's a way you could get access to this game, have some great leverage, and at the same time be fucking over the chalk if your guy hits. So it's almost like you're being double ballsy. Am I right about that? Yeah, I think that's like a pretty smart way to think about like generally high ownership pieces anywhere is like if this piece doesn't do well, who is the person that is benefiting from this? Um, and so like I think like you said, Devil, Devin Singletary is someone that if Buffalo is scoring on the ground, uh, Allen may have like a okay but not great game um, to where he's not paying off his high salary and high ownership tag. And someone like Singletary could benefit from that at like 1% or 2% ownership. What, what um, so about yeah, like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Wouldn't he be like almost a complimentary piece to Allen though? Because largely if Kansas City is running the ball and doing well and he's moving it, presumably getting yards and scoring touchdowns, that probably means Josh Allen's in a more aggressive um, game script attacking and passing the ball all over the place, right? Yeah, how Kansas City wants to use CEH, I would assume that they would be ahead in that in that situation. In which case, like you said, Allen would be uh, the be up to up tempo and pass rate um, for the Bills. I mean, to, from to, to me, if I'm if I'm a Josh Allen owner, my dream start is like the Bills get down fourteen nothing with like eight minutes to go in the first quarter. That's like dream scenario because now you've got Josh Allen just fucking running and gunning for the next fifty three minutes, and uh, yeah. the dude's unbelievable. Now. But honestly, I don't think you need to worry about that in this game. I think the pace is going to be good in this game. Both these teams, like you said earlier, like this is a, a game both teams want to win. These are both like aggressive offenses. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about pace at all in this game. All right, then let's get to it. Who's Josh Allen's best stack targets? Rank them in order. Like who? Like one through four. Give me his best one and then all the way down to his fourth in the order that you would want to stack them with Allen. Because if you don't get the stack right with Allen, it doesn't matter. We can all agree Allen's the best play on the on the slate, but if we don't get a stack right, it's all for naught, especially when we're sharing Josh Allen with 15,000 other lineups in the same GPP as us, right? So we got to get the stack yeah. right. So I think, I mean, obviously Diggs is probably the best, quote-unquote, but it's a, like a big tag to eat there. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely has the highest ceiling of any of the wide receivers. I think if Gabe Davis is like going to get popular after his like really nice performance um, last week, I can probably avoid Gabe Davis. Um, so then I, you're down to like Shakur and McKenzie. And so if McKenzie's going to be coming back, I think Khalil stepped into mostly his role last week. Mm-hmm. So if McKenzie's going to be back, I think I'd rather play McKenzie uh, at the lowest ownership of the bunch. Even if we got, even if we got word that Knox is going to be a hundred percent, playing all the downs you'd rather have McKenzie over Knox so this is a week that's interesting at tight end because we have both Kelsey and Andrews on the slate and so tight end is pretty tough because like there's just no one 
that can match their ceilings. Mm. And so as soon as you play Knox, like you've given up a lot of ceiling versus Andrews and Kelsey. And I'm not saying I'm going to play 100% Andrews and Kelsey, but I'll be playing a lot of Andrews and Kelsey. And I'll be like, otherwise, the only other tight ends I'll be playing are probably low price guys that can beat them point for dollar if Andrews and Kelsey both fail. So let's say you run a Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs stack, and you run it back with Kelsey. I mean, that is just three Oof. tremendously you expensive can. pieces. I know. And here's the problem with doing that. You technically can do it, right? Of course you can do it. But the problem with this is, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that uh, you're going to end up going to the same punt pieces because you're going to have such a small window of players that you can pick from for those other five spots on your roster that you're basically going to get forced into picking the same people that all those other people who started with that very same uh, three guys are going to end up picking and you're going to have a bunch of one V ones and two V twos versus hundreds or thousands of lineups. Is that what you, like, I can like almost, something you want? No, I can almost guarantee that lineup that we just talked about would also play Eno Benjamin mm-hmm. and would probably also play one of Kenneth Walker or Daryl Henderson. Right. And so now you're now, now you're probably picking uh what two punt receivers, uh, in that lineup, and there's probably only what five receivers under five thousand dollars that are really feasible in a lineup that you're really trying to construct to win, right? There's not a lot of great Ron one-off Bell pieces Moore, down there. Zay Jones, NVS, yep. like those would probably be the pieces you're jamming in. Exactly, and NVS will be very popular because he'd be correlated. So the point is, is when you start out with a build like that, it's not it's not that you well I can make it work. Well, of course you can make it work. It's only three players. Where it kills you is it ends up getting you targeted towards the same players everybody else is getting, and then your lineup isn't unique at all, and you basically have to hit the stone cold perfect nuts at every position. And I think we see every week that a lot of times if you just hit seven of your nine players are 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 the nuts, and the other two are good, you can still win a GPP. Yeah, I, and I think honestly, in that case, I'd probably rather flip Mahomes, Allen to Mahomes, and then you could play Mahomes, Kelsey, Diggs, and that's still expensive as fuck. But at least you've shedded a fair amount of the ownership. And the other nice thing is, I think Mahomes has some, you know, he has some relatively cheap options to put in there, right? I think Mahomes is a guy you have to double stack, right? I don't think Mahomes can get there with a single stack, whereas Josh Allen can because of his rushing upside. I think if Patrick Mahomes is going to have a thirty-five point game, he will almost ninety-nine percent of the time get two pass catchers there. Yeah, I've been trying to rethink my uh, force rules on build, so. Uh, like in this case, if I was playing like, or even last week, uh, which, which game was, it? I think it was the Buffalo Pittsburgh game. Like I just didn't force bringbacks in that situation because mm-hmm. I thought there was like a fairly high likelihood, like what happened, honestly, that it was just a blowout. Right. Mm-hmm. And the bills still get there to pay off their salaries. And we saw Josh Allen almost be optimal, if not for Taysom Hill being insane. But so, um, I'm so glad you so said that. I don't know that. that I would force a bring back in this one. This, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That was my next question. If you really think I, – I think if there's a blowout in this game, it's definitely going to be the Bills blowing out the Chiefs. That's my opinion. And so if I think that that's the only way it could blow out, then there is a real way to run a Bill stack and bring it back with no Chiefs, right? Yeah, you could just play like uh, Allen, Diggs, McKenzie. Yeah. And that, and now you and, can, and now uh, you have a lot of freedom with the rest of your lineup because you, you leaving that tight end spot open, you now didn't need that seventy eight hundred dollar Travis Kelsey, and now you can go put a more reasonably priced person there, and it opens up almost anything you want to do with the rest of your lineup. Yeah, I think that's a like a yeah, pretty decent point. Now, if you do win a GPP, people would be like, he didn't even do a run back. Well, I mean, if you think the game's going to be a blowout, you don't need a fucking run back, you mother father. 
Uh, especially with Kansas City. To be more... Kansas City yeah. spreads the ball around. They spread it around a lot. I mean, Kelsey got all the touchdowns last week, but generally speaking, there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. I mean, Kelsey only got all the touchdowns because CEH got stopped at the one and got called back, and then you know Kelsey vultured that one. Otherwise, Kelsey, CEH would have Did I say Kelsey them. only had 25 yards on seven catches for four touchdowns? I'm pretty sure that's I gross. saw that. It's 25 that's yards, gross. four touchdowns. I guess that's one that's way to be, be efficient. Like yeah, I know, right? I, I'll never forget who was that. It was one of those running backs back in the day. I think he had four carries, one yard, and three touchdowns. It was one of those guys, that, one of the fat guys back in the early 2000s that would just just one-yard touchdown, one-yard touchdown, one-yard touchdown, then he lost like three yards on his other carry, and that was his whole game. Four carries, one yard, three touchdowns. Fuck, I can't like a Mike, Mike Tolbert style. That, that, it might have been Mike Tolbert. It was a dude like that. That's exact, It was exactly a guy like Mike Tolbert. It might have been him. I can't remember. But if it wasn't, it was a dude <laughs> just like him. All right, we, gotta, we can't spend the whole damn show on one game. So let's get going. Carolina and the Rams. I think we can agree here. The problem with Carolina is they fucking suck, which I know hurts your feelings. But now they've got P.J. Walker in there. Do you think that he's going to be the magical thing they need to, uh, to get, uh, you know, now that Baker's out, to, to relight the offense, ignite it? No, no, I don't think XFL star PJ Walker is going to be the the thing we need. Uh, our Panthers are just really fucking bad. They're pathetic. So, um, the defense is decent, and I think this defense will actually get like fairly high ownership um, versus this Rams team that's looked pretty inept. Uh, what about Tyler Tyler Higby flop lag uh, from last week, where everybody played him, and he, you know, I mean, he didn't like shit the bed, but he definitely didn't deliver, right? Is this a good week to go back to him? I mean, the, the, it's not like his Carolina's, usage is just going to disappear. Yeah, Carolina's terrible against tight ends, so <clears throat> that's that's like a pretty interesting option. Um, I don't know. I just don't really think I want any part of this game. I don't think Carolina can do anything. I assume Carolina's just going to get routed How do, uh, unless they come out like just bang up motivation. Tell me what I'm missing here. Cam Akers looks like he's going to be out, right? I think they already announced him. Akers out. is out. Yeah, yep. so – Tell me why Daryl Henderson Jr. at 5,100 against a pretty suspect in a game script that's probably going to be very friendly to him. How is he not the nuts at 5,100? So I think he'll catch more steam. The news just broke that Akers was out today. So I assume Henderson will catch more steam because we've sort of had the whole week to look at uh, Kenneth Walker and go, yeah, he's a good play. Uh, once Penny was done for the season. Yeah, Cook has, or Connors has been out for the season or for the day, I mean, or for the week. So think it's been pretty clear that Eno is going to get that work and so we've had like longer to adjust those guys and yep. talk them up as plays i assume daryl will get there so uh, i mean now already like popping now, an optimal now we're basically down to four really good punt running back options right whenever with the two you already said daryl henderson and of course Ramondre, right so like that's four really good options at some point not all these guys can be super steam chalk can they well, so what's interesting is I think those guys that we just named will eat up a lot of the ownership. And so I think you can pretty much pivot like almost anywhere else. Like I think on another week, Brees Hall would have been pretty highly owned coming off like what could have easily been a like an absolute insane game last week. Yep. It was still a pretty good game, but he got vultured by Michael Carter on two touchdowns after he did all the work to get him down to the one yard line and Carter just flopped into the end zone. Right. Uh, those could have easily been Brees touchdowns. So like I think on any other week, Brees would be insanely high owned. But I think you're going to get like a pretty nice discount on Brees this week because of these other guys. Um, and because of how expensive that KC Buffalo game is, I think like any opportunity to play the cheaper version, like Kenneth Walker, I think he's 40, what is he, 4,600 or something stupid. Um, people are just going to jump, or no, I'm sorry, Eno's 46. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth, I think, is 51. Yep. Um, so people are going to jump at those opportunities to play those cheap guys because they are going to want to jam in Allen, Diggs, Kelsey. 
Man, that seems yeah. like a really good week to get on, like, uh, you know, some of those just like Alvin Kamara, those $6,000 running backs. It just seems like they're going to be criminally underowned this week. Probably even. I'm hopeful that Ramondre comes down because at the beginning of the week, Ramondre looked like he would be uber chalk. But at $6,000, if people want the salary to go down to those $4,000 and $5,000 guys, I can see Ramondre actually losing a little bit of steam as the week goes on, even though I think he's probably the best running back play on the board. So as a Panthers fan, you're telling us the only plays in this game are from the Rams side. That's what you're telling me? I mean, you can play CMC. CMC is a walking 35-point upside machine, right? I'm not going to play CMC. All right. Well, you you answered your question incorrectly because there's also the Carolina Panthers defense at twenty four hundred dollars. I'll always play a defense versus Matt Stafford, who uh, has the turnover bug this year. I don't care what kind of game script it's going to be. Matt Stafford is allergic to taking care of the ball. Uh, they will be in my punt defense rotation. Yeah, I think that's right. That, that's uh, I better be because I'm doing it. All right. Let's get to the other uh, chalky, 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 chalky game this week. Arizona versus Seattle. This one just doesn't make as much sense to me, right? I get that it has a high total, and that's like the first thing that people look at. But like, man, I got to tell you, like Arizona's offense hasn't been that great this year, and I'm just not sold that Geno and Seattle are like the second coming of the Bills, right? I, I feel like they've kind of been, you know, kind of playing to their peak. Uh, they got the backup running back in there now. Arizona's missing a lot of their pieces. I just feel like this game, this game just kind of has letdown syndrome all over it to me. That's fair. Um, early in the week, this was probably one of my favorite games initially, like upon first slate review. Um, as the week's gone on, I still like this game quite a bit. And I think I actually will be getting to Gino, even though it looks like he may be a little bit chalky. I'm, uh, I think Gino might be worth it. I think he actually might be really good. Um, so as much as like, it's kind of feels gross to say, um, especially if Lockett's going to be really popular, I'd be happy just to play Gino Metcalf stacks. Um, that just a solo stack. You think Gino's good enough to just get one guy Metcalf can get him there? Yeah. So I, I, I talked about a little bit on other show, but I, when a salary gets low enough, I think like the guys that you really want to make sure you're a stacking are like mid tier to expensive tier pocket passers that can't really get there another way. Mm-hmm. But Gino well, one, I think can get there a little bit on his legs, but not a ton. But even assuming he only does it through the air at 5,700, I don't think you necessarily need like that Uber performance where he needs two guys to come along. You can have a consolidated uh, workload and like have one guy have like a pretty good game and one guy have a nuts game. And you won't necessarily need that pretty good game. Um, so yeah. you're not, you wouldn't want to stack him with Disley or Fant or anything like that. You just go with one. You're just going to, you're just going to ride the, uh, the usage monsters, Lockett and Metcalf. Uh, I won't hard rule it to only do one. I'll let it go one or two, and I'll include those guys. But I'm guessing I, the vast majority of my builds would be single stacks. All right. So Arizona side, Eno Benjamin, you going to eat that chalk? 4,600 for a starting running back in the NFL? Yeah, rarely get that opportunity. I know, and it seems like such a good spot against this terrible Seattle rush defense. Um, it seems like almost too good of a spot to be true that I I, I don't know. I I probably won't get there. I try not to eat too much chalk. Uh, and this is like a week where there's other pieces I think I want to play more. Let me just like say, I'd rather play Ramondre. Yeah, if I'm going to eat chalk, I'll eat the Ramondre chalk. Because I've been I've been telling you all that all year that guy's a top 10 running back in the NFL. And now he gets a chance to prove it. I'm eating it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat it up. Uh, and uh, Eno Benjamin, yeah, 4,600 4, is a lot easier to fit in your lineup. But uh, – 
I'm okay leaving that chop behind. I really am. Uh, but this is another week where you can look coming out of the one o'clock at lock. You can add up all the quarterback ownerships in whatever contest you're in up until that one o'clock or all through the one o'clock games. And looking at these afternoon games, I think it's pretty easy to say like Allen will get obviously the lion's share of ownership of the quarterbacks of the six quarterbacks left in the three or the four o'clock games. Then it would probably be a Gino, Gino, then Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And so, but Mahomes will be like a pretty far distant cry to Gino. So you mm-hmm. can get a pretty good idea in your head. Like I'd imagine almost it goes, Allen is twice as much as Gino. Gino's twice as much as Mahomes. And then the rest of the yeah, guys right. are pretty. You ready for a, cra- you ready for a crazy bet? If you had to bet that the total ownership of those afternoon quarterbacks is higher or lower than the eight games in that earlier slate, which one do you think would be higher? Because um, all it has to do is get to 51%, and I could see Allen being 15, Geno being 14. So there's 39 right there. You get Mahomes at 7. You're already at 46. You get Kyler at 5. There's 51% right there. No, so, yeah, I think I think Allen comes in at 25, say – Call it another fifteen for Gino. That's forty already. Yeah, I think I think it actually probably those, does. I think honestly, just those two games, do. just those two games alone, could outdo the other nine games in quarterback yeah. ownership. That's a real thing that could happen. Yep, that's crazy. You don't you don't see that very often. And I, the only one of those four, can we agree with this? The the one of those four that you have the biggest FOMO is number one, Josh Allen. Hundred percent. Yeah, and then Gino, Josh Allen. I'll probably. Oh, I'm debating playing Josh Allen at 25 percent ownership. That's insane. I feel like if I play Josh Allen, which I haven't excluded, if I do, I think I'm only going to play two quarterback stacks this week. And for you, the new guy, you don't know. I always play three quarterback stacks across my 21 to 27 lineups. If I play Josh Allen, I'm going to play a 25 percent chalk guy. I'm probably only going to run two stacks, and I'll probably have Allen in 60 percent of my lineups, and the other one in 40 percent of my builds. I just feel I feel like that's what you got to do, but I don't really like to do that. I like to kind of mix and match my stacks. That's why I like three. But fuck, if you're gonna if you're gonna commit to Josh Allen, you might as well marry his ass because uh, that's a lot to ask. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're moving on. We're getting to the earlier earlier games now. Uh, only, uh, so there's eight games on the early slate, three in the afternoon, eleven game slate, a little bit smaller. So obviously there's going to be fewer choices, but honestly, I feel like there's a lot of great choices this week. Uh, you said San Francisco Atlanta before we started recording. You hate this game. You want nothing to do with it. Tell us why you hate this game. I think it's just going to be a slow game. I think San Fran wants to, to play a slow, boring style of football. Atlanta's pretty just terrible. Um, I guess we have like the benefit that we are playing in a dome, but I don't think I really want anything to do with uh, this game. If I played like any piece of it, I might be interested in playing um, uh, the running back, Jeff Wilson Jr. But uh, TDP is back. Uh, in theory, and so I'm worried that TDP will get some run. What about how how what about George Kittle? You're going to tell me you don't want to play the guy. You're the guy that always tells me George Kittle has a 30 point week coming up anytime, and you're not going to consider George Kittle. Yeah, actually, you know what? It, that's actually pretty interesting because his ceiling might actually be able to compete with the other guy's ceilings, um, and his tag is significantly less. Yeah, you know what? I think you you might have sold me. I may play Kittle in this game. Kittle it up. All right. And what what is the magic number Kyle Pitts has to get down to before you'll actually consider him? If he were thirty two hundred, would you play him? I mean, I would play Kyle Pitts if he wasn't playing San Fran. I think San Fran's just got a legit defense, and I just if Atlanta's going to need him to be a blocker, I don't want to pay for a. I got block, you. Blocker, blocker. So fuck the quarterbacks. Fuck this game, even though it's in a dome, which we both love some dome. 
uh, <laughs> which I think is a pretty <laughs> loaded statement. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have that one planned. What every time I do college football and I talk about naked hookers, I plan that one. This one I didn't have planned, but I do love domes. Okay, uh, New England and Cleveland. Uh, this one, I, I think that uh, if, if the Buffalo-Kansas City game is the biggest game decision we have to make, I think Ramondre Stevenson is the biggest player decision we have to make this week. Um, this shows 36%. I actually think that he's going to come in at more like 30%, which is still super high for any player, but not like deal-breaker high if I absolutely love him. Tell me I'm an idiot. No, I think that's fair if you absolutely love him. And I actually, like I said, I'm hopeful that his ownership comes down because people want to put in those slightly cheaper values. Um, Ramondre is like a great position with uh, Harris going down. And so he's like got an opportunity to lead this backfield and be like show that talent that we all know that he has. But uh, I think there's like a some chance that people want to save salary and that his ownership doesn't come in as high. Um I think it looks like yeah, 36 here, 35 is what I saw on another site. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm like cautiously optimistic that we may get him less than 30. I think I'm going to play him. I don't know. It's so hard to play a 36 own player in a tournament. Um, he won't be. 30. He's like a really. He won't be 36 percent owned. That's the answer to the. That's the answer to the test. He's not. There's just too many good values opening up below him that people aren't going to want to pay up. They're going to decide. Fuck it. I'd rather spend my money on that Buffalo KC stack. I think there is a good chance that that he's he does come in lower, like he gets anti-steamed. Yep, he's gonna. We keep seeing steam every Saturday night happen, Sunday morning, and these guys that we think are gonna be punts and are gonna be low owned values end up becoming chalk. I think you're, this is gonna be the first week we actually see it, uh, the regression work in the right way for us for once, right? Where Ramondre actually catches a little anti-steam. Why am I gonna play a thirty-six percent owned uh, Ramondre when I could go play this eighteen percent owned guy that's fourteen hundred dollars cheaper? That just seems to make a lot of sense logically. And yeah, I think that's totally fair. I like a couple of the Browns runbacks. Let me tell you, I'm pretty warm to the idea of Amari Cooper, and I am pretty warm to the idea of David Njoku. I like them both. I like them both at their price tags. I like them both in this offense, um, and I I think they're very nice correlation plays to Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett has been like surprisingly efficient in this offense. Um, I bashed him pretty hard coming into the season uh, because the rest of this Browns team is pretty good. Um, but Jacoby's been more than serviceable in this offense. And so, uh, yeah, I can, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I'm off the idea of stacking Jacoby. I learned my lesson doing that once this season. Nope. Um, but I think you can play one piece of his pass catcher, either Amari or Ninjoku. I think those both make a ton of sense. Um, I'm also interested in trying to get up to pay for Chubb. I think if everyone wants to spend their salary on that late game, I think it's interesting to try to flip a little bit and pay for an expensive, either like Chubb or, Maybe Jonathan Taylor will get to that game in a minute um, or Saquon or like pay for some other expensive pieces. I don't get how any of these guys are. How are any of them even going to be 15% owned or even 10% owned? I mean, at some point, like people just don't have enough money. DraftKings notoriously has tough pricing, right? Like it's a lot tighter than, than its competitors. Right. And because of that, if you go play the bill stack and we know just between the Arizona and the bills game, 50% of lineups are going to start with those stacks. They get real expensive real quick. Even Gino, which is a cheap option, his correlation plays uh, and his stacks aren't exactly cheap pieces, right? So it just leaves like who who's going to play these running backs that are over 6,500? Who's going to play Kamara? Who's going to play Joe Mixon? Who's going to play Saquon when there's no money left out there? It's only going to be the people running weird-ass stacks like I want to run. I think like, you'll get Jonathan Taylor at 5%. I think you'll get uh, 
like Jeff Wilson probably at five or six percent. Um, I think there's a lot of guys that you'll be able to get really under where they should. Like Brees Hall probably will be 10 or 15 percent when, like I said, he should be one of the highest owned backs. He's in a great spot this week. No, Brees Hall. He's, I mean, I, I think he's going to be that guy that everybody's going to say is a value play, and then we're going to look Sunday when lineups lock and he's going to be 21 percent or some shit like that. Just a bad oh, sneaking suspicion. Bad, I'm telling you. I just don't know how. That's what, the that, same hey, price me and you Ramondre sat here almost. on the same damn show two weeks ago and said the same thing about Penny, and we didn't look so smart when Sunday locked, did we? No, that was gross. Yeah, that I know. Brees Hall, man. I'm telling you, people want to believe in that guy. Okay, here is a game that I am very, very warm on if I get the right news about players being out. The game's in a dome. Joe Burrow is due for a monster. He is overpriced. No one's going to be on this game. I love a Bengals stack, and I the best part is I even love a couple of the Saints bringbacks. Like, I'm very warm to Olave and Kamara as direct runbacks, and this game uh, turns into a track meet in the Dome. Tell me I'm a moron, please. Save me some money. Well, first on Olave, I'm not sure he's going to play. I know he practiced, but the NFL is uh, going to do its part to, like, fix its shit reputation on this concussion issue. So I think uh... – I think there's a good chance, even though he practiced a little bit, that he doesn't get cleared to play. It's really hard right now in the NFL climate to get cleared after a single week. Can I go ahead and tell um, everybody not to play Marquez Callaway real quick? Don't do it. Don't do it, Bob. <laughs> Bad news. Don't make when you get that news ninety minutes before kick. Don't start stuffing that guy in your lineup. Fuck that guy. I knew. I knew better. Uh, I knew better too. Nah, I don't know. Um, but no, I probably don't like. I think Michael Thomas is going to play. It sounds like. Um, so you could always play Michael Thomas as a run back, but no, no I, I'm I just, not playing Michael Thomas. Not a chance in hell. I hate that guy. I think I think I'd rather play Camara if anything yes. on that side. Yeah, Camara looked pretty good. I mean, like he had a great game last week, and I don't think he got a single touchdown because Taysom kept taking them all. Yeah, um, and he only got a hundred dollar price increase from sixty six to. Let me finish my case. Why I like Joe Burrow is if I get word that T Higgins is out, basically there's only, in my opinion, three real options to stack him with. You basically just put Jamar Chase in every lineup with him, and you just rotate between Hayden Hurst and uh, 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 Tyler Boyd. And if if Burrow gets there, he's probably going to feed the mouth of two of those guys. So you want to have uh, stacks built around that. Yeah, I honestly might just rather play Chase Kamara singles. Okay, I mean that, but that's minis. a very that's a very expensive correlation play. I mean, like, uh, well, yeah. I mean, Chase is what seventy seven hundred. I mean, I'm just saying, like, uh, just the pricing be tight over on the DK if you know what I'm saying, brother. Yeah, but I could play that in a Geno stack. I think that yeah, you could definitely play that in a Geno yeah. stack. Not all of us want to eat that Geno donkey chalk. All right, we're moving on. I mean, or this next game, you could play this Brady stack. He's yeah, there we go. Brady didn't let everybody down last week, but he also didn't murder it. And I almost feel like he kind of had about the the floor performance he could have had for the game environment they were in. Like, he didn't capitalize on his touchdowns. He still had a ton of yards. It seemed like he was right on the edge of, like, a 33-point game. So maybe yeah, this... but didn't the Millie Maker winning lineup have three bucks, yeah. including Brady? Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> Just shows how dumb we are. Why we're not millionaires. Yeah. Okay, so if you're going to play Tom Brady, who the fuck do you stack him with? Because this was my biggest complaint of him last week, is even if I'm going to build a eat a Brady chalk stack, who do I stack him with? That is the question, and I'm not sure I know the answer a week later. I think you have to mix and match. Like we talked about last week, it might have been on the Discord show, so I, I don't remember if it was on a public show, but 
with the Brady stack, we we talked about a guy like going all in on his 150 set, only playing Brady quarterbacks. And like, if I was going to do it with anyone, I think Brady's like a totally viable person to do that with because of how spread out that offense is. You do do sort of need to have a bunch of different combinations in order to get that offense right. Um, even if it goes off, getting the right pieces could be difficult. So I think I'd have to have a pool um, for Brady stacks. And I think I would have Fournette, Evans being my two highest owned in there. Um, definitely Evans and then probably Fournette. Then I think you go Godwin, but he's like got a new injury, even coming off another injury. So that's like super concerning. Um, Julio is like a walking injury. Um, and so I guess you have to wait closer to game time to see if Gage is going to go or if it's going to be like Scotty Miller or Brashard Perriman. Um, just don't play any of them. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> don't play third receivers. Get you pretty far. But then like Kate Otten looked pretty good uh, coming in there at tight go. end. Now you get it. Cameron Bright is also going to play tight end. So like I think you need to have like all of these guys being in your pool, and then you just need to have different outcomes. Let me ask you this. Here's my biggest fear. Tampa Bay's up 21 to three at halftime, and they say this team fucking sucks. Let's just run the ball and get this game over with. And they don't keep their pedal to the metal in the second half. Is that a legit concern? Because I just haven't seen Tampa Bay do that whole old Tom Brady thing where they're up five touchdowns in the fourth quarter and they're still doing play actions over the top. Yeah, but I think Pitt actually can have a decent chance of like carrying their own now that we have Pickett playing. Um, I actually think it's pretty interesting to run this back with a Pickens stack. Mm. Uh, or a Pickens bring back, like he's going to be pretty low owned. He's like forty six hundred dollars, gives you a little bit of salary relief. Didn't this line open uh, at nine or ten? So the money's actually coming in on Pittsburgh if it's down to eight. Yeah, that's I, I mean I that 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 says the public would seem to think that uh, that uh, Pittsburgh can at least have a fighting chance here. And I think he dropped back fifty something times last Deont- week. So. Deontay's down to fifty seven hundred. That seems like a very fair price for Deontay at home. Yeah, and. I mean, a favorable he's only thousand yeah, dollars more expensive than you don't, George Pickens. So. You don't know off the top of your head how many targets he got last week, did he? Has, has Pickett shown that he likes him? I don't, but I think Pickett threw fifty-two passes, so I imagine he got a pretty decent chance. <laughs> Just by the law of large numbers, he got he got a couple, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, now I'm warmer. Now that I got that Deontay run back in my head, now I'm warmer to that. All right, Baltimore and the Giants. Uh, don't you have a rule? You told me this long ago that uh, when people aren't on Lamar, you always play Lamar. Or did I make that shit up? No, yeah, Lamar and uh, the big dog Derrick Henry. Whenever the field is not uh, on either of those guys, that's that's when I'd like to play him. So I think this is a week where Lamar is going to just get completely overlooked because people want to play that Buffalo Kansas City game. Yep. Um, and so I, I think Lamar's a pretty nice pick here. And Lamar's one of those guys you can't say, "Oh, well, this team won't." They can't shoot out. Lamar can go crazy against anybody. But the flip side of that coin, it can also be fucking shitty against anybody, right? Um, and so that's just what you're playing. Lamar's like the ultimate GPP play in my mind. And so because of that, I really like this. Furthermore, the Giants, to me, bring uh, offer up a couple interesting uh, bringbacks. Uh, tell me the two that I really like is Saquon, of course, duh. But the one that I think is sneaky is my boy Wandell Robinson. Tell me I'm about to lose all my money on Wandell Robinson. You might, but I think it's a good way to lose your money. He uh, is coming off injury. He's going to garner no ownership. But we saw early in the season before he went down that this Giants offense really doesn't have anybody. And he sort of stepped into, like, effectively that one role right away. Um, and so I think, like, it'd be pretty interesting to it's, see what he can do coming back in. It's not just that he's playing. It's that, like, they've already announced he's starting too, right? Like, he's going to be in there getting most of the work. 
Yeah, I imagine he would run in all the two wide receiver sets. He would be the the yeah. one. And, and yeah, I'm just saying, I, you remember Ricky? You remember Richie James Chalk Week? I'm just saying, if everybody's going to line up to play Richie James, why the fuck would you not line up to play Wandell? Which, by the way, I don't even see Wandell on here. So I guess the Run the Sims hasn't even put him in the in the pool yet. Uh, yeah, they, don't, they haven't projected out right now. But hell, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna punt with Lamar and stack him with Andrews, I might as well go ahead and throw a Wandell in there and just try to hit the Holy Trinity of fuck you to the slate, right? Yeah, I think that's totally right. I think uh, like that's a pretty you have almost no ownership on like a Lamar Duvernay uh, Wandell Robinson. What the, wait, stack. what the hell but happened have, to like, Bateman? No, what did I miss on Bateman? He's out. Oh, wow. Bateman's out. I didn't even know that. Jesus. All right. Well, not that I really wanted to stack Bateman, anyways. Uh, Duvernay. Oh God, I'm gonna do it, but I already hate myself. Uh, all right, oh, Min- I'm doing it. Oh, you nasty, you nasty. Uh, all right, <laughs> Minnesota and Miami. This was one that I was like, ooh, because you know how I am. Every do I not say this every fucking week? Every time I see Miami, I always think sneaky shootout game. That's what I always think. But this week, I can't do it, man. I I, I was thinking, hey, I'm gonna run a cousin stack and I'm gonna bring it back with Miami, and this is gonna be a shootout game. But like Skylar Thompson, man, I just don't think he offers enough upside to get uh, to get this to shootoutville, and I don't think he's a very great quarterback for Hill or Waddle. Maybe Waddle more than Hill. Yeah, I mean, any of these guys can catch like a long ball. Like that, I mean, how they pay off is at least like is at least a possible. They don't need a eight reception type game to get there on volume. Um, so I think there's at least some like possibilities of them still hitting ceilings. I don't want to bet on it. I actually like Raheem Moster a little bit here. Mm-hmm. He's in the same price range as like the uh, Ramondre, um, a little more expensive than like he's, the Walker. He's definitely going to get squeezed. Definitely going to get 100%. squeezed. 100%. This is showing 11% so you, ownership. I'll bet you $5,000 cash right now he is not 11% ownership. Yeah, I have a much more accurate ownership side has him at 6%. Yeah. I there's just no way. I mean, literally, it's just like there's too many good options around there that there's just no way Mostert's going to get any love. And I watched the game last week. He was very, very involved in everything they were doing. So he could be a very sneaky play to get off all that chalk in that range. Uh, there's just no way that uh, what uh, what are we saying that uh, that Stevenson's going to be like five or six times his ownership. There's no way Stevenson's five or six times more likely to outproduce Mostert. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's like the smart pivots that you need to be making to give yourself a chance to get to the top of the leaderboard. So yeah, I like Mostert a little bit. Um, and then I think you can bring him back with like either a Thielen or a Jefferson uh, at pretty low ownership on the Do- other side. Doesn't it just feel like a Jefferson slate breaker week? Like, Doesn't he just feel like he's I mean, due for a 42-point week? Like, uh, yeah. I, it's like basically you didn't have Jefferson. Okay, well, you can quit looking at your lineups for the rest of the day. Shut your laptop and move yeah. on. <laughs> it's, it's time for showdown. Uh, yep. Yeah, so this one, I like pieces of this game. I just don't like it as a stackable game. Can we agree there? Yeah, I, I like initially wanted to. like I think we talked a little bit about doing cousin stacks, but I think I'm going to be off cousin stack and just prefer to play like one pieces uh, of this game. All right. Let's, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – I need to be talked off the edge. I'm about to do something reckless and stupid. I'm considering Aaron Rodgers as one of my three stacks this week. Tell me I'm a moron. Um. I mean, I definitely won't tell you you're a moron. This team has like one of the higher implied team totals on the slate at 26 points. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with stacking a team that has a 26 implied team total. My concern with Rodgers is that I think they want to take the ball out of his hands if they could, right? I think, and I think they probably can against the Jets. So, 
Um, although the Jets offense has not been absolutely terrible, so maybe I shouldn't disparage them too much. But I think their preferred script would be to get ahead and then let either Jones or Dylan pound the rock. Man, AJ Dillon's been getting worked the fuck out of their offense. Uh, like, if you really think that Green Bay is going to get ahead and run the ball, I feel like Aaron Jones probably is going to be in the script to get them ahead, and he's going to be very involved in the script to keep them ahead. And no one's yeah, going also- no to play Aaron Jones worry we just get like a week two aaron aaron jones game where he just puts up a 35 burger yep i mean he's he's got it in him trust me um if you were gonna play aaron Rodgers, who should i stack him with is it just lazard and dobbs uh i can include tanyan in that pool too yeah always tanyan you're right you're right you're right and And like cobb busted off that stupid fucking 13 catch game last week but i think that's a fluke i wouldn't play cobb he's old and dusty would you run it back with garrett wilson and Brees hall with those i mean not in the same lineup but as uh one-off run backs against him and you could definitely put them in the same lineup but yeah i think those are both good run backs but yeah you can play Brees and uh wilson in the lineup then you're just thinking this game shoots out all right so i'm gonna give you the power over my money right you have oh, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, and Tom Brady. You right now can vote. You, America. No, just you, John. Can vote. You can kick one of those guys out of my 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 stacks. Which one should I kick out? Go right now. No pressure. I would kick Kirk Cousins out. Kirk Cousins, get the fuck out of here. Congratulations, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. You've made it to the semifinals. You haven't made it to the but final also, cut But also, congratulations uh, to everyone stacking Kirk Cousins because you just shipped a million dollars. Feel free there to it is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you just mush the shit out of him. All right, last game, man. Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Uh, I think the nuts play of the entire slate is Jonathan Taylor. I can't wait to play him. I'm going to play him everywhere. Let me catch wind that he's going to play. I ain't scared of Jacksonville. I ain't scared that Jonathan Taylor uh, has been a little banged up. I'm not scared that he's been inefficient. I love the fact that he's going to be probably single-digit ownership, and he is due for a, a 35-burger. Yeah, I think that's fair about Taylor, um, especially because with Hines getting a concussion last week, like we talked about, it's hard to get off that one week clear. And so I would guess Hines misses most likely. Um, I don't think we've seen that Taylor is actually definitely playing, though. And so uh, before you like get super excited, <laughs> make sure he's actually going to play. Um, but assuming he plays, he does make a lot of sense. But I'm just concerned that we saw Jacksonville play like a fucking nine to six game last week. Uh, I'm just not sure I super want to... Uh, be involved in this game yeah is christian kirk ever going to come back from the dead he started out like he was going to be the best receiver in the nfl this year and these last two weeks everybody remembered oh yeah it's christian kirk yeah probably when i started playing lawrence stacks with him so that's all it took you know (laughs) hey whenever it was just me playing lawrence stacks he was the nuts then all these other slappies started getting on there now he fucking sucks yeah i don't know we need to talk to our girl kim about uh about that tell us the truth uh all right so any other uh, concluding thoughts? Do we need to go back and hit anything, any injuries, any overall, any late swap, anything you want to talk about? Because you do this shit at a very high level. You're a man who's won a lot of money at it. Help the people out with some wisdom. Yeah, I mean, I think we can just start where we ended, right? Or vice versa, end where we started. Um, that Buffalo KC game, you need, you need to have a plan for that game. And so there's basically in the early slates you can play almost anything you want because i don't think ownership will really uh, matter outside of like a few value pieces that we talked about at running back um and maybe like a handful of like stupid value wide receivers that i wouldn't play like tyler lockett looks like he's gonna be popular again i I can miss out on tyler lockett week two weeks in a row um but you need to have a plan for this game and so like a plan can be I'm going to play some contrarian pieces early and plan on playing the Buffalo side as long as my contrarian pieces go well. 
but then you need to have a plan of what you're going to do if your contrarian pieces don't go well. And so I think you could just play the Kansas City side of the ball is like a pretty good way to still have access to that game at less ownership. Or you could probably, uh, for almost like a fraction, a small fraction of the ownership, play Kyler Murray stacks uh, against Seattle. Mm -hmm. We've seen teams put up huge scores against Seattle. Um, Arizona's offense hasn't been good, particularly in the first half of football games, but they haven't been terrible in the second half. And so if they can ever like put a full game together, they could actually be a good offense um, or a fantasy offense anyways. All right. I'm going to make you do my shtick. Are you ready? Who is the one yeah, guy sure. you are definitely playing this week? The one guy you are definitely going to have in your lineups. It just You have to have him in at least one lineup. There's no way that you're going to get off of him. Who is it? Tom Brady. Oh, I <laughs> did not see that coming. What a swift kick in the nuts that was. Jesus, I didn't see that coming. The one guy, I'm going to play Brady Stacks. All right, the one guy there's no way I'm getting off of. Uh... I guess I, I just don't see how his ownership's going to get any higher, so fuck it. I'll take Brees Hall. I'll play Brees Hall. I am playing Brees Hall no matter. I'm not committing that I'm going to play him in every lineup. I'm just saying he will definitely be in some of my lineups. Now, let's do the flip side real quick. John, who's the one guy you're definitely not playing this week? Oh, man. One guy I'm definitely not. I mean, there's plenty of guys I'm definitely yeah, not playing. But like, who's the one? I'm there's no way. God definitely himself. not playing Jimmy right. fucking Garoppolo. <laughs> um, okay. Well, oh yeah, that's a good point. Okay, yeah, like I'm, that's a good point. Uh, of of people that are going to be at least ten percent owned, who's somebody you're definitely not playing? I don't know if I can eat that Eno chalk. I think Eno might be the one guy I have to get out on. I don't know that I can play a fucking almost forty percent owned running back. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of take the pussy way out here. There's no way I'm gonna go eat uh, MVS uh, follow up chalk like after he did well. Thirteen percent for a guy that's like a at best like a third and a half receiver. Get the fuck out of here. I'll uh, I'll gladly fade that. I could come up with about three others on here. Um, is Chris Godwin really going to be fifteen percent owned? That can't be right. I don't know how he can be. He's like uh, he's, he's no, like a walking injury. He popped back up with a this new is, injury. People movie. need to go off of our ownership, right? You do a you do an aggregate ownership of the community, and it gives us a lot better feel, right? Which, by the way, if you want to see all of that, come check out the Discord. If you don't know, I, I run a Discord. It's connected through my Patreon. We're almost to three hundred people. Me and John do special content for them. All the Sims over there uh, do a special uh, show for them. If you're interested, go check it out. It's in the details. If, oh, and by the way. Uh, if, if, if you also get your name on this will, because uh, we're going to draw Millie Maker tickets. All you got to do to get on this will is simply go like and retweet over on Twitter, or just leave comments on the Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday video. It gets in there. Big Berries Eleven, you mother father! Congratulations. Send me a DM on Twitter, or just leave a comment here on this YouTube video. We'll hook up. We'll make a Millionaire Maker ticket tomorrow or tonight, Saturday night, because it's actually Friday night. Uh, oh, 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 stop, stop. Now I'm going to see that one. And then this is my guy, Jason, won a whole bunch of money over on FanDuel. He wanted to thank me, so he wanted to sponsor a giveaway. So he is doing one of these Millionaire Maker tickets also that you will get to make with John and I. So if your name is jreed520, I know that mother father. He'll definitely reach out to me. Uh, guys, just hit me up. Millionaire Maker ticket on me. Don't forget to come check out my schedule. The big guy right here stays very busy. We do this every Saturday. Sometimes it's a stream. Sometimes it's a show. Just fucking look out for it. Set on the notifications, you mother father. We also do Monday night, Thursday night football, and we do the Tuesday preview, and I do golf and college football, but you probably don't watch that because who likes money? I think that's all I got. John, thank you for being with me. All of you mother fathers, thank you for being here. Good luck this week. Hey, if you hit a big lineup, tweet that shit at me. I like to retweet it for you, mother father. I hope you enjoy my outro. Good luck. Good luck.